Welcome to the Hustle But Healthy podcast. My name is Robin and I'm here with Coach Michelle. The Hustle But Healthy podcast is all about discussing what it's like to be a busy woman all while maintaining and prioritizing fitness, nutrition, and overall health. In this show, we talk about the messy life of wearing many hats and share with you the goods on how we can use our personal growth to optimize our busy lives. This podcast is brought to you by Bodzi, an online nutrition and lifestyle coaching company dedicated to helping busy women heighten their health and fitness and have a successful weight loss journey. Visit us at www.bodzi.com. The team is coming together at the end of this, not the end of this week, in like two days. Uh, yeah. Shay, Shay, Michelle, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna do a couple workouts in Chug Fit. We're gonna do some swimming. We're gonna do some uh, uh, TikToks. We're yeah. going to uh, do some eat, eating. Eat a lot of good food. That's As we great. Do. First time teams been together since since March. You know what's crazy though. Yeah. is that our team has doubled right since more than doubled since like wow yeah four, three months ago four months ago it was literally you me and elisa in march in san diego yeah, yeah. and our team is team's growing we have crazy. seven now yeah yeah so we have a little bit more than doubled a little bit Just more than doubled if we want to be picky about it but yeah, yeah. crazy I know that's pretty cool. Uh, what'd you eat for lunch? Um, really nothing yet. I, I honestly just stuffed my face with some veggie platter, like dip that I had. Good. Um, but I had a halfway checkpoint, a check-in, uh, another check-in and then here we are here. Mm, oh, Bruce. Nice. Oh, Bruce. Perfect. <laughs> fit. Yeah. I told you you wanted to be featured today. Great. Oh, nice. Not, not quiet at all. Yeah. Um, must be the male lady ah. that we need to be protected from. Yeah, I, of course. Um, yeah, I threw, <clears throat> I threw together a salad, a boring salad. But what was the salad? You know, what my actually just to cut you off. Do you know what my go to has been? And um, I'm going to be I'm going to make it for dinner because Dylan has a first playoff game tonight for baseball. Oh. Which I'm super pumped about um it's also 41 degrees but um when I don't have time like cutting like up a rotisserie chicken or whatever and then making like a Caesar salad but throwing it on a wrap so good a little red onion yeah yeah yeah. that's so good that's exactly what I feel like right now yeah that's an easy summer an easy summer lunch or dinner too yeah rotisserie chickens are so good Doug and I um we are we make like flattened barbecue chicken a lot or or in the oven so we basically just like get a whole chicken flatten it out Mm -hmm. and what you can do too uh a super easy like kind of one cheat meal is if you chop up some uh potatoes and then onions and red peppers uh those are kind of like the three main ones you don't want like broccoli or cauliflower whatever because it gets too soggy um so my main ones, yeah, onions, peppers, and then potatoes, and you put them and you season it a little bit. You put some like lemon slices on top, and then you put the chicken right on top of all of it. 
So like all the chicken, like fats and juices just go into like the veggies. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So good. One of my favorite meals, I think. I love it. We've been doing, um, flattened chickens on the barbecue. Cause I got this, but it's called the rock. Have you heard of these? No. It's like, I don't even know what it is. If it's ceramic or what it is, but it's literally like a flat grilling plate mm-hmm. that I could put the, um, chicken onto, and it makes it like super crispy, oh, throw yeah. the whole thing on the Barbie and then just take that off and, um, dishwasher it up. Oh, that's so easy. Stick it in the dishwasher. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. We did on the barbecue and, uh, in a cast iron pan at the cottage the other week. Nice. Yeah. We're big cast iron. Doug is Doug. Doug loves his cast iron. He he loves the seasoned cast iron. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is a very well seasoned cast iron. He does not let me touch it. Because I just like automatically, you're not supposed to put soap on it or anything, right? So it's like I my automatic reaction is just to like put soap on it. And he's like, don't fucking touch that pan. Like let it let it season in the just the crud. It's so weird. (laughs) So weird. Um, it is a weird concept. I don't know, whatever. Um, I'm still alive. So I mean, I guess you can get really sick from it or whatever, but you just think of every everything gets so hot. So it must just kill off all of like the bacteria and everything, right? Yeah. I, I'm assuming that's what happens. I don't know. Uh, I love it. Okay. What are we talking about today? Um, yeah. Cause we got a <laughs> kind of a throwback to our, our attempts at FGB shorts when the podcast was the Thick Girl Boss podcast. And when we tried to do short episodes, we're going to try not even FGB anymore. No, I know. That's why I said throwback to when we were FGB. Oh, okay. Okay. And when we used to do FGB shorts and we always attempted to do them, but we always went like way over time. So we're going to try, we're going to try and do an, a shorter one today because you have a, you have a check-in, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so what we're talking about today, why you can't press pause on your health. Um, we're basically doing like a, uh, think of this as like an audio version of the, the blog post that I put out on our, on our blog, on the website uh, a few weeks back. And I thought that it would be good for Michelle and I to kind of just hash through it together, uh, talk about personal examples, maybe, um, maybe just elaborate a little bit on how we can either dial up our nutrition and fitness and, and, you know, focus on our health or dial it back, depending on what you have going on in your life. And I think that that in general, that dial is a really important kind of tool and concept to use um, as we kind of move forward in our busy lives. And instead of thinking and perceiving our fitness and health and nutrition and efforts as stop, go, how do we use it as more of like a dial it up or dial it back? Right. Um, So I think, you know, we can kind of kick things off um, by just kind of saying like the problem, like what the problem is with that kind of pause button mentality in general. And so the, the problem with it is that you get good at what you practice, right? Like at the end of the day, if you are always, um, finding an excuse, whether it's, you know, whether it's, I mean, it could be anything and we've heard it all. You can kind of chime in here with some examples of what you've heard with your clients going on vacation. Um, you know, my, whatever, my baby's being born, 
um, someone, a family member's in the hospital, maybe you're studying, you're a student and you're doing your PhD or something. Um, these are all like vacation is probably the biggest one, right? Or the holidays. We've talked vacation, about holidays right? so much. Just summer in general. Like we've summer talked about that. Yeah. 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 And like, they always say, can I, you know, pause my membership or can I pause this for a couple of weeks or a month or whatever until I get X sorted out. And actually recently in our program, we've had a few members coming to us with more personal uh, health problems, right? Like, can I pause this until my uh, hormones get sorted out or until I get more answers about this? And that can kind of fall into the same category as, you know, is it, is it the right answer to be putting things on pause um, you know, when these things come up. And so the, again, back to like the issue of that is it builds that skill of pausing. And so it doesn't really matter when, but like hitting that kind of imaginary pause button will give you some sense of relief. And I think that's like the most kind of, uh, addictive thing that women feel is like that sense of relief when they're like, they can take a step back, right? It gives you a break from what seems to be super overwhelming. Maybe your journey is giving you a really hard time. Maybe you feel like you've plateaued, whatever it is. Um, and, and regardless of whatever, whatever journey you're on, the middle of it is going to be the toughest part. And when it gets tough, that's usually when we want to hit pause. Right. And so that kind of like illusion of starting fresh or, finding the right time or waiting for the stars to align that feels very good. Like the thought of it feels good. Like we want to take the pressure off ourselves. We don't want it to be hard at the end of the day. And so I think like the issue with that is that again, we practice or sorry, we get good at what we practice. And if we're constantly pressing pause and then going and then pressing pause and then going, it teaches us how to see results in kind of like a sprint, right? Yeah. Instead of long-term or lifelong even. And, and so we say, yeah. What? Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It, it's missing the point on what we have as Vodzi are all about it, in terms of this is a lifestyle. It's never a short period of time. And I think when you press pause, it feeds into that all or nothing mindset where everything is going to be perfect for a short amount of time. And then you're going to go back to your old ways. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think like, let's be empathetic here. Like we get it, right? Like, of course we get it. Like we, we, you and I have both pressed pause and like wanted to press pause multiple times. And especially when you think of like life and what you have on your plate, you know, you are, you're trying, like, you're trying to go to the gym, you're trying to eat well, you're trying to practice, you know, good habits while you are, I don't know, looking for a job or starting a new job or going on vacation or caring for your parents or raising children. And you have a family and you got to, you know, in your case, take them to baseball or like all of these things. And like, this is why these kind of like 21 day challenges or, you know, four week challenges are so popular because, you know, it's, it's easier to find 21 days in your life where, yeah, all the stars may align. Right. And you may be able to give it all you've got for those 21 days before, you know, you're, you get back to school or like whatever it is. Um, and so like, and again, like also too, that's why yo-yo dieting is such a thing, right? Like 
it's, it's not about sustainability at that point. It's really all about, you know, just going all in and then pressing pause and then going all in and pressing pause. Um, and so I think like the question that you have to ask yourself when, if you listening to this, find that you are guilty of constantly pressing pause is okay. The next time you try, or you want to start something, the next time that you find that burst of motivation, or the next time that you start again on Monday, like what's going to be different this time, right? Like, what is it about this time that's going to actually make it sustainable for you? Um, yeah. And I think like at the end of the day, and what I say to a lot of people is like, the truth is life in general doesn't have a pause button. Yeah. And so why should your health and fitness have a pause button? Yeah. I think it's important too, to, to think about, and I know you wrote about this in the article is, is why people want to press pause. And you touched upon it a little bit with, you know, that feeling of relief and, and that feeling of taking the pressure off. But I think a lot of women also feel like if they can't do it all, then they're failing. Right. Yeah. Which isn't the case at all. The only way to fail and this is to stop. It's to stop altogether. Everything (laughs) is to stop. That is literally the only way you can fail. Um, So I don't know. I think us as women, especially we have this big weight on our shoulders that we can't fail at something. Right. So when things get rough and we're not able to do, you know, everything perfectly, we feel like it's a failure. Yes. Like that all or nothing mentality. So if we were to take like an all or nothing mentality to something that is like universally kind of important to us, like a job, for example, yeah, we are more inclined to show up for a job every day, put in a consistent effort every day, because I mean, a, we, we usually nine times out of 10, we have a boss and like that boss or that manager or whatever, whoever we report to is expecting X, Y, and Z from us every single day. And imagine if you were to just kind of like not show up for your job, right. For like a couple of days, because you just knew you wanted to take a break. I don't know. You're getting married or you're planning a wedding. You're like, Oh, sorry, boss. Like I'm I'm just going to like take a break for a bit. And then be like bewildered when you got fired. Right. Like, but the, the main difference is like, we don't, and I think I wrote, wrote about this in my stories yesterday. Like if you make a commitment to yourself, you have to treat it like you've made a commitment to your boss. Yeah. But for whatever reason, we don't uphold these commitments and these promises we've made to ourselves because it's okay. If we let ourselves down, mm-hmm. but like, it's not, <laughs> It's not okay if you make a promise or a commitment to yourself and let yourself down. Like you have to kind of treat that the same way that you would treat taking a break or not showing up for a job or to your kids, like whatever extracurricular activities or something that's, that's that important to you because your health should be that important to you. It should be on a level playing field as those things. It should be top priority and your biggest responsibility, right? Yeah. So I, uh, in the article, like we have, uh, some good infographics on kind of like how to dial up or dial down your efforts. And that's kind of what I wanted to walk through in terms of, okay, if we look at three different compartments, 
um, maybe you can tackle or like kind of walk through the movement one. Um, and then I can do food and we can kind of talk about wellness together, but those are three kind of compartments. If we think about health, we have movement, we have food, and then we have general wellness, including like mindset, um, sleep routines, stress management, all those types of things. Mm-hmm. And if we were to break those three down, like let's start with movement on like, there's a scale of one to 10, right? One being what's the bare minimum that you can do to keep moving and to keep your body active when things are wildly stressful. And then at a 10, if, I mean, rarely are we ever going to be able to maintain a 10 or some people just won't get up to a 10 and that's okay. But what would that kind of progression look like? Yeah. So obviously we're talking about the dial from one to 10 and one being the lowest that you can achieve to 10 being the the highest, like you just said, but number one is even, I think you use the example of parking further away, Yeah. right? From the grocery store, from the office, um, literally anywhere you're going, just make that conscious effort to get some more steps in where you can in your everyday tasks. Two, take the stairs instead of the elevator. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, like, like just replace, find opportunities where you can replace like the, yeah, the elevator, the escalator with more steps. Yeah. Throw in some movement snacks. If you've ever heard us talk about movement snacks, right? A couple squats at your desk or, or anything, what you can manage. Okay. Number three, a 10 minute workout at home in the morning before you get start your day started. Okay, number four, reasonably challenging workout for 30 minutes, three times a week. Five, a three times 30 minute workout. So like a daily walk. Okay, um, was that number five? Number five, I would say like number five would be more like 30 minute workout a few times a week plus your daily walk, right? Oh, so wow. like, so I think a if, if you're like the baseline, I think would be walking every day. I think that's an easy enough, thing for a lot of us to prioritize, especially when we have a lot on our plate, right? Like, like you mentioned, if it's, if it's all the way to one, you're parking farther away from your doctor's appointment and you're walking to the office. Right. Um, and then we're slowly kind of just adding on steps. If like the middle ground there, like where, and I think mid ground is quite, quite easy to maintain, uh, for most of us admits admits our busy schedules would be kind of like a five, six, five being, you know, you're getting a half hour workout, maybe at home, maybe in the gym, you know, two to three times a week. And that's on top of you managing to get, you know, a good 45 minute to hour long accumulative walk-in throughout the day. Yeah. I was going to say, do you think it's fair to say that most would live in like a five, six? Yeah, I think so. I think that, I think it's really, I think if you're looking to maintain like a, a healthy baseline of activity, that's going to provide you energy. That's going to relieve you of any, um, like underlying health conditions that is going to have you generally a healthy person. Um, maybe not the fittest person, but you're looking for like, you know, you, you look good. Maybe you're not totally lean, but you feel good. You're active. You have energy. You're sleeping well, you know, cravings are not through the roof. Like these can be all managed at like a five or a six. Yeah. And to recap, what we're saying is a five or a six is your daily walks. So getting your daily steps in plus either a three times a week, 
30 minute workout or three times a week, 60 minute workout. Right. Obviously five being the 30 and six being the 60. Yeah. Or like anything in between there. That's, I feel like that's pretty reasonable. And again, super easy to maintain and prioritize still amongst a busy schedule. And I think the key word there is prioritize it, right? Like it's very easy for us to get complacent and go all the way down to a one if we don't make it a priority. But if you put in a little bit of effort and scheduling and planning and, and just mindfulness behind it, then you can very you know easily maintain a five or six. Yeah. Okay, so if we were to go like above and beyond, let's say we have women who want to take it to like the next level, right? They, they're at that five or six, maybe they have a little bit more time in their schedule for a short amount of time, or they just have made fitness movement more of a priority in their life. Yeah. Or also, at, and I just had this conversation with someone today, as you get closer to your end goal, right? right you need to increase your intensity. Um, you can't be continuing to do what you've been doing and expecting to get to the next level. Yeah. And I want to kind of jump in here and say like our future in the, in the future, we are going to do another podcast and I've in the middle of writing an article about it right now, the cost of getting lean is what I'm calling it. And what I want to kind of call a podcast, but it's not just the cost of getting lean. It's like the cost of taking it to that next level. Right. And, and, and pushing yourself to that certain body composition and, and exactly to your point there, if you want more, you have to do more. And so you can't expect to have the physical uh, results of a nine or a 10 without doing what it takes to get to a nine or a 10. So I think like you're going to, so yeah, take us through like seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, and what that actually would look like and what is required from a movement standpoint, if you want to get to that next level. Okay. So seven is having a gym routine four times a week plus your daily steps, plus a hike on the weekend, for example. Right. Um, I think he threw in the hike with that one just to make it yeah. an intense walk. Like yeah. You're still getting, like, you're getting the heart rate up. Yeah. I think of it as like an active recovery, right? You're yeah. Getting the heart rate up. You're getting active. You're maybe walking, you know, getting some elevation or whatever. Okay. So eight is you're working out five times a week. You're doing a 60 minute workout plus your daily walk. Okay. Number nine, um, you're doing a challenging, like intense 60 to 90 minute workout six times a week with one rest day. Yeah. 10, you're doing intense daily training for a sport or a tactical job. So right. if you're training for a triathlon, a marathon, um, being a firefighter, being, being in the military. Yeah. 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 That type of stuff. Like not only is it a part of like your physical labor, you have a physically laborious job, laborious job, what's that word? But then you also are like training on top of it. Right. And yes. like, there are very few people who are going to live at a 10, even a nine. Right. I think if you look at like, and I consider myself a, a very active person, um, I'm much better. I think a lot of us, maybe, maybe it's 50, 50, but I think myself in particular, I'm, I'm a lot better at movement than I am at like the wellness and food part of things. And so even me, like I maybe live at a seven or like seven or an eight, but like there's probably no time in my life or maybe a very specific time in my life where I would ever be at a nine and I would never be at a 10 because the reality of my job is that I sit in front of a computer and talk to you over a, a microphone on a podcast. Right. Right. So honestly, when I think of a 10, I think back to remember when Michael Phelps 
like all of his right. information came out about training and like how many calories he ate for breakfast and all that. Yeah. Obviously that's very dramatic. That's over dramatic, but at the same time, that level of intensity, even for an athlete like Michael Phelps, Phelps is not sustainable for the right. long. Yeah, absolutely. I think at the end of the day, we have to find out what is the like, here's the, here's the question. What's the peak that we can maintain or like, what's the highest level that we can maintain yeah. and figure out what that is and try and achieve that. And then if there's times in your life that you can go above and beyond that awesome. And it's okay. If it's for, you know, a limited amount of time, I think that's a perfect example of that is going through a cut, right? Yeah. Like you're only going to go through a caloric deficit, you know, maybe once a year or once every two years for three to four months. And that is your opportunity to maybe get, maybe give it a little bit more effort than where you would maintain. Mm -hmm. I love that. So when it comes to food, let's kind of go through the food dial again, starting from one, bringing it all the way up to 10. And I think we'll kind of approach it with the same sort of strategy here. Five or six is sort of where we can live and where we can maintain, even with a quite a busy schedule. Um, when you want to go through that cut, when you do have a goal of specifically losing body fat, when you have goals of uh, building muscle, like when you have very specific body composition goals, you are going to have to dial it up to, you know, a seven or eight or, or an eight. Um, at the same time, if you're just starting out, like you're brand new to kind of your, your health or weight loss journey, you, um, you know, you're overwhelmed with all the information out there. We'll start at a one and we'll work our way up. Right. So number one being replacing one meal with just a less processed one, right? Like that is like the ultimate kind of baseline. We take a look at what we're eating. We choose like a lunch where we maybe would go through a drive-through and we opt for even just, we can either a, just do a healthier thing on that menu, or we can go to the grocery store and pick ourselves up our rotisserie chicken and then make like a salad out of it. Right. Yeah. So it's literally just finding one opportunity in your day to increase the kind of whole foods. If you're going to dial it up to a two, then you're going to start adding more vegetables, maybe a salad, maybe some roasted veggies to a meal, maybe not all your meals, but just to a meal. Um, and kind of, we're moving into like the more, how do we increase our nutrient intake? Uh, number three is trying one new meal a week. And what this does is it will help you add variety to your daily routine, right? So if you're up at a three, then you are not only getting your vegetables in, you're eating less processed food, but you're also adding variety and you're getting, um, yeah, just more, uh, trying new things. Number four, uh, would be, you know, making sure that you're actually dedicating time to eating your food. And I think this is an important one for us busy folks where we like to eat hunched over in front of the computer or while we're writing an email or something like that. If you're out of four, it means that you're doing all of those things, but you're also dedicating that time to sit down and eat mindfully and distraction-free and slowly so that you can actually pay attention to, you know, how your body is feeling and when you're full. Number five, and this is where we start to get into how we structure our meals. If you're at a five, it means you're now adding protein at every single meal, right? And I think that if the women who want to see body composition changes need to be at least at a five. Yeah. right? Or they need to work their way up, start, start figuring out how to work their way up to a five. So you have all your veggies, you're trying a meal a week, you're sitting down and you have protein at every meal. 
number six is protein and veg at every meal. And this is what we talk about a lot. So again, coming back to that five or six, this is where we believe that you can live pretty comfortably and maintain while having a busy life with just a little bit of effort, but not wait like a ton of effort. You're obviously going to have to think, do I have protein at this meal? When's the last time I had, you know, chicken or fish or like whatever it does require effort, but it's pretty comfortable living. And then a seven would be taking that meal prep and kind of starting to dedicate maybe a Sunday afternoon or another day during the week where you can prep your food in advance. You plan out your week, or maybe at least a couple of days. An eight would be planning in advance. Plus you have your uh, dedicated portion of protein, carbs, and fat at each meal. So you're starting to maybe count your macros. You have your dedicated allotment of each macronutrient. You have a balanced meal. If you want to dial up to a nine, it means that all your meals are planned every single one. Maybe you're eating more organically, maybe eating locally, and you have perfectly balanced meals. Now, if you're at a 10, it means you're growing all your foods, maybe outside in your backyard, you're sitting down, eating slowly. All your meals are prepped by either, either you, or maybe you've hired a service that can prep and plan your meals for you. Like it's like perfection, right? Very little people are ever going to be at a 10. And I think to your point there with like Michael Phelps, I think the, the people that would have that are athletes, like high, uh, high performance athletes who have like a living or make a living out of that. Totally. Um, and our last one would be is wellness, right? So we can kind of go back and forth here, uh, Michelle, but I think the wellness one is really difficult for people because these are things that, um, so, so important. They're so important and they really contribute to your health and to your weight loss. But when we think of weight loss, we think of food and exercise, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and I'm very bad at neglecting sort of these wellness habits. Um, and so for me personally, I live like, I would say more at around a four or five year, because it's taking me a long time to really build these things up. So what would a number one be? Okay. So a number one, and, and I think just before I get into this too, wellness in my mind also you know, is big stress management. Yeah. That's what it is to me. So number one, um, five minute wind down before bed. Okay. Yeah. Easy peasy. Number two, five minutes, um, taking five minutes the night before to plan tomorrow's workouts and meals. Okay. Number three, regular five minute breaks from work. So just even getting, if you have a desk job, just even getting up, um, taking a walk around, maybe walk up and down the stairs a couple of times or just getting away from your screen. Okay, number four, turn off electronics 30 minutes before bed, read a book. Yeah. Honestly, this one's so funny. It's very hard. And honestly, I would say about, I would go as far as to say about 70% of our members right now have that as a daily habit. Like yeah. I, I want to stop scrolling because yeah. this is the time of TikTok too, right? Oh yeah. I want to stop scrolling 30 minutes before bed. And it is very hard because scrolling is a way to just kind of disconnect, right? It's true. It's so true. After you focus on one thing and like your job or your kids for the entire day, 
you just want to like live in somebody else's world for a second <laughs> and be and be mindless yeah right i know um number five daily walks outside um with loved ones or, or a dog or even by yourself whatever you want um do you want to do the six to ten yeah so yeah i think like as I kind of mentioned, like that four or five is where a lot of us are going to be living. I think personally, I would live around a four or five. Um, if you want to dial it up and like, what's interesting when I kind of wrote this is like, you think of a 10 and you, and then working your way back is crazy because like, okay, well I'll go through it and you'll see what I mean in a second. A seven would be, um, or six would be you getting like a massage a month. Uh, you have that dedicated maybe hour or 90 minutes where you can actually remove yourself from the house, go do something, some self-care. And on top of that, you're also spending time with loved ones, spending time with your family or your parents or whatever. A seven, we can incorporate some meditation. So maybe we're meditating for 10 minutes a day. We're getting seven to eight hours of sleep a night. We're, you know, continuing to connect with loved ones. Um, and we're on top of all those other things that we're doing, right? Like we're disconnecting from our phone. We're taking regular minute, regular five minute breaks, et cetera, et cetera. And number eight on top of that all, we're, you know, also engaging in maybe a hobby that we really like, whether that's like painting or I don't know, knitting or whatever, hiking, like something like that. Um, we are, we have minimal, like additional screen time above and beyond what we need to do at work. Number nine would be like, you know, less social media, more sleep, you have a fulfilling job, you're meditating daily, you're expressing yourself through a, a hobby or a, some sort of craft that you like. And then a 10 is like, you know, your wellness is just through the roof where you're spending every day outside, you're engaging in activities that you love, you're surrounded by loved ones all the time, you have a fulfilling job that you love, you know, you're not spending time on social media, you know, you're meditating, you're journaling, lots of sleep, all that stuff, right? Like, a, a 10 out of 10 wellness is super, super difficult in the world that we live in right now, <laughs> like super challenging. And so like, however, not impossible if that's what you want your goal to be. But I think like we're coming from a standpoint of like, okay, we know who we're talking to. We know that you guys listening are, let's be real here. You've got a shit ton on your plate. And so when it comes to the wellness wheel, you got to, again, find the highest level that you can maintain. And for me, that's like a five. For some of you, it might be a four. And your job is to really like, like that, that's it, is to maintain that and see if and when there are opportunities for you to dial it up. I think like a perfect example would be like a vacation, right? Um, take vacation where you can crank up your wellness wheel to like an eight or a nine, Right. Um, and it doesn't have to be all the time, but I think like, at least, at least that helps. Yeah. And I think it's important too, is that this isn't, you know, a list verbatim. If you're going to get to a 10, you know, because honestly, I'm looking at this and I, I was, I would consider myself like a nine or a 10 minus screens time. Yeah. With that. Like spending every day outside. Yes. Engaging in activities, surrounded by family. Yes. Fulfilling job. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, but have good sleep minus this weekend, but yeah. just little to no screen time. And I think the whole purpose of the dial is to prove that you don't have to have 
every single thing. Am I wrong about this? No, you're hundred percent right. I think, I think like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what you're saying is like, we have to aim to just be a little bit better versus having it all. Yes. Right. For sure. Because that all or nothing approach usually ends up getting us nothing. Right. And so like what we're trying to do here with this dial approach is just show you that there is a range, a wide range of things that you can be focusing on that are going to help you improve. But at the same time, like, like I want to, I want to be very clear kind of in saying this and like, at the same time, if you're doing level one or two things, but you have level six or seven goals, you can't be disappointed if you're not getting to your level six or seven goals. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like all of these things are wonderful, but you have to be real with where you are right now, what your current capabilities and limitations are. And again, finding what you finding the max level of what you can do consistently in your current routine. And I think that's like, I think that's really important. Like there's a wide range of what you can do, but you have to be real with what your goals are and lining up your actions with your expectations. Mm-hmm. Um And I think like it comes down to planning and kind of strategizing, right? Like we already know what we have on our plate. We already know the stuff that could potentially go wrong in our lives. We know what can derail us. I mean, if you're listening to this, then the chances of you maybe having seen success in the past on your weight loss and then having it come back or, you know, going like, um, like yo-yoing, if you will, it's like you, you likely know what derailed you the last time. And so I think like answering kind of two questions can be, can be helpful. The first question is like, okay, let's, let's figure that out. What's likely to get in the way of what you hope to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Is it work? Is it kids? Is it just stress? Is it lack of sleep? Is it hunger, like hunger, craving, whatever it is. And then what is something that you can do today to help you keep going when you face those obstacles? So plan it out. Cause I think like, uh, a super important tool for everybody that I like to talk about sometimes is like just visualization, mm-hmm. right? Like it's got to work. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, you and me are both like not the woo woo of people, yeah. but like when it comes to visualization, I mean, athletes do it all the time. People yeah. do it all the time. It's got to work. So it's, it's got to, so if you're, if you're actually taking the time to visualize what could potentially derail you and like, think about you in that moment, put yourself in the future and think about you in that specific moment where you are confronted with a a hard choice. What are you going to do? Yeah. (laughs) What are you going to do? Yeah. And as the alternative to dialing it up, back to, you know, this pause mentality or putting things on pause, you know, now we have this kind of guideline that we can sit and ask for ourselves, you know, can I, do I need to pause or can I just dial it back and park further away from the office? Ah, yeah. Can I replace one meal with, you know, something less processed? Can I take five minutes before bed? So rather than going down to zero, dial it back as you need to, but ask yourself, you know, do I need to stop completely or can I do these, these things still? Yep. I love that. I think that is like the best way to wrap this up. Cause that's genuinely 
the kind of whole whole point of this podcast. Yeah. Don't stop, just dial it back. So if you want the visual of this, of everything we talked about, if you're a visual person, uh, like we are, then check out the blog post because there are those dials, everything we just said, all written out for you and print them out and post them somewhere because the next time that you do want to pause and just kind of throw in the towel and give it all up, there's a, there's a way that you can, there are things that you can do that'll still move you forward slowly uh, without you totally, totally giving up. Um, yeah, I hope this was helpful. Um, as always, thank you for listening. And, and if it was helpful, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, sharing it with friends or family or somebody that you think would benefit from this. Um, and we will see you guys soon. Thanks for listening.